Hello, darlings. Welcome back to Chai Time. It's your favorite host, Shay. Um, and you know, as every Tuesday entails, it's time to spill the tea. Um, today's topic is advocacy and justice. Now, this is a particularly um, important topic to me as well as my friends. Um, today, we actually have three guests, so I give you triple the flavor. <laughs> um, so, introducing Valentina, Nicole, and Fallon. Applause in the background. <laughs> so, each person is going to go around and introduce themselves. And then they're going to talk about what advocacy means to them in their everyday life um, or just for them specifically. So it's kind of a free for all. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. If you don't, sorry. Oh, well, you're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> um, but I really do hope you enjoy this conversation. I hope this is something that you can hopefully have with your own friends. And if you don't, you can have it with us. So introducing Valentina first. Hi, everyone. This is Valentina. I'm Colombian. I moved to the U.S. four years and a half ago. I'm a woman. I'm in my early 20s. And I just graduated from college. <laughs> Hi, I'm Fal. Um, I'm a 23-year-old woman. I am from Connecticut. I'm white. I just graduated and got my degree in licensure as a special educator. Woo! trying to figure it all out we're just gonna hear a lot of woos in this <laughs> hey it's nicole i'm a woman in her 20s i just graduated college as well i'm white and i am working with kids right now that's awesome everyone applause <laughs> <laughs> Um, and if you guys don't know who I am, have you really been watching this podcast? Um, I'm Shay. Um, I'm a Moroccan Muslim woman. Um, I am currently 22, and you know, feeling 22, just like Taylor Swift. She's not really my favorite artist, but you know, I'll include her name in this. Um, so tell us if a shout out in your podcast. <laughs> shout out, shout out to T Swift. Thanks for 22. Um, but uh, so now we're gonna go around. And talk about what advocacy means to each of us. So I'm just going to start if you guys don't mind. So for me, advocacy means advocating for something that you feel passionate about. And I know in today's society that we all like to sometimes say we're social advocates or we are such big advocates. And sometimes it's as simple as advocating for something you're passionate about. Because I feel like sometimes, I don't want to say this, but... Sometimes there's so much energy you put into becoming an advocate that you lose sight of what's important and what you're passionate about. And I think we can advocate for all of these issues, but we also need to learn how to advocate for ourselves because if we're not taking care of us, then how are we even going to take care of anyone else? And I think that's really important. And sometimes I, I can say this for all of us. I think sometimes we tend to lose ourselves when we're putting so much energy and so much thought into everything that we tend to... Um, misplace our own mental health and our own physical health and we neglect that and when we neglect that we neglect the topics and the conversations and the issues that we want to advocate for and what are important to us so I think that's really important to say um for me I've gone through a lot of like my own issues and a lot of like discrimination that I faced and you know I do face sometimes from now and then 
um, where I was not always the biggest advocate for myself. And I've had friends that were advocates for me. And I think the most important thing that I've learned in my 22 years of life, I mean, given that, you know, when I was a baby, I didn't really think about this, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but in, in terms of like, what I've experienced in life is that I need to advocate for me and I need to take care of me before I can take care of anyone else. And there's so many different topics that I'm passionate about and that I want more people to learn about. And I continue to share them on my social media. I continue to tell my friends about them, but it's also like I'm putting so much energy and I need to also put an energy into me. So that is what advocacy means to me, taking care of me before I take care of anyone else. Um, and then doing some, doing it to something that I'm passionate about and I know that I can continue doing it and I don't lose that momentum. Okay, next person, go ahead. I well, think, thank you, Shema, for bringing that up. Honestly, I don't think of advocacy in terms of myself. So I think it's really good that you brought it up because a lot of times I think it's hard to stick up for yourself and who you are and to speak up. And sometimes we get shy, so that was really good. Thank you. I, I don't know. I think of advocacy as a lot of like education and listening. Um, I try to learn about the topic as much as I possibly can before I speak up because like my greatest fear would be to offend someone or to be uneducated on a topic and maybe like ask the wrong question. So for me, it's all about learning and then sharing and listening and having those conversations like both ways. Can I ask you something, Fal? So in terms of being afraid to say something that is going to offend someone else, do you feel like you benefit when you have like, like, for instance, had those type of co like conversations with your friends and like our circle, because our circle is pretty like, we're all pretty understanding of each other. And even when you if even if you were to say something like offensive in that moment that you didn't think about, do you feel like you're more comfortable in having like a conversation about something you're not 100% educated about with us because of the circle that we've created yeah I I mean I love our friend group I never feel judged I always feel like we're learning from each other like we like give advice yeah I always feel way more comfortable talking about stuff with you guys because I know that like there are room to make mistakes and that I can learn from them what would you suggest to our audience for people that don't have that good solid friend group that they can feel comfortable with I think Probably, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, listen, find people that are like you share common interests with online and listen to them because, like, podcasts. I think part of why podcasting is cool is because it's like having a conversation with a friend. Yeah. So listen, find those people that you connect with that are different from you, that are similar, and listen. We keep it raw, baby. We keep <laughs> it authentic. All right. Whoever wants to go next. V? Uh, I was going to say that advocacy. Advocacy for me is doing something, making a change, having an action regarding something you care about. And in this case, it would be a social issue. Um, I care a lot about the Colombian community in my country. And that's been like a mission for a long time. And I found an organization here in Massachusetts that does something in Colombia for children. And I also care about women and I, most of my family are domestic workers. And I also work for an organization here in Massachusetts that is all for women and it's all for immigrant women and it's all for domestic workers. So it's really important that if you're passionate about an issue, 
you can actually do something about it, even though it seems so hard and it seems so far and it seems it seems like you can't do something about it. You actually can. I used to think that, oh, how am I gonna change the world? But this, for example, this year that was such a hard year. I have been calling women or even men that are in the service uh, industry to call them and tell them like, hey, you are eligible for uh, uh, financial help or for four hundred dollars. And I've been talking to them in Spanish. And so even though I didn't collect that money and even though um, I didn't do anything to get that money, I've been the bridge for those people to get their money. And that means something. It's not everything, but my time is valuable. And I'm doing something about it. And I also collected $30,000 with the organization for the Colombian children this year during the COVID, during a global pandemic. So it might seem like you can't do something, but you can actually do a lot. Okay, first thing, snaps to Valentina, snaps. <laughs> we love that, we love that. And honestly, she has such a great point. Like, you can do something, even if it's minuscule. Menisc- not even, minuscule. Yeah, it doesn't matter, big. exactly. Valentina, can you share those organizations with our audience? Absolutely. They, uh, these are in Massachusetts, but there's also... The one for domestic workers is called the Matahari Women's Work Worker Center. And uh, there's also the National Domestic Alliance. It's mainly for women because women are the most likely to do domestic work. And also, on the other hand, is NIECO, which is the New England Association for Colombian Children. Uh, these are just for my ethnicity, but you can also find for any other, uh, the Latino community or any other uh, ethnicity or community, whatever it is. Um, but if you're interested, you should check those out. I think it's so important. And this is kind of why I love, I loved having V as well as my other friends on here, because it's such a different outlook and each person, like, it, it's just so amazing to like hear about this and also what Valentina has been doing and like the organizations that she's been helping. And she's so, that's what I'm talking about. Sometimes like, you really have to find those things that you're passionate about and advocate for them because you know you're not going to lose that momentum when you can when you continue to advocate. And I don't mean don't advocate for others or don't advocate for other issues. Learn about them. Like um, Fallon was saying, learn, listen, educate yourself, do whatever you can to help, but also find something that you're passionate about and advocate for that because that will be the issue that when you advocate for that issue you also advocate for yourself and it helps you and it helps your mental health and it helps your physical health and it's so important to think about that okay nicole's next (laughs) (laughs) hey guys um i want to thank you guys first of all for bringing on those points because you're right about like advocating for yourself i have never thought of that either and thank you for talking about that because the thing is it is hard to like come off like you know when you see this big issue for any issues it's so hard to think like I can make a change or I can be impact to that. So like the first step is like just doing and, and, and like you said, big or small, and it, it makes an impact. It Nothing's a small, nothing's yeah. small. Whatever you do, that's big. Yeah. If you're doing something, you're doing something. Um, advocacy to me is standing up for what you believe in. It's standing up for those beliefs and it's educating yourself, educating your friends. It's like posting about it. And I think it goes more than just like social media too. I think it's important to also keep what, what you're advocating for because it's really easy in life to like let life get in the way and like you know like movements start to die down like we were talking earlier about like black lives matter movement and how it's a movement not a moment but 
if you look on social media now, it's not as big as it was once was. And I think it's important to keep in mind, like these things still matter. They're still out there, like whether it's climate change or racism or sexism or anything else that's happening. Like it's important to constantly be educating yourself and following these issues and and trying to make change for sure. I think it's called performative activism is when you pretend that you care or you you might care on a surface level. You might educate yourself on the fact that it's an issue. But, like, you're not doing anything about it. You're not keeping up with it. You're not continuing to fight for actual change. And maybe that's because you don't think change is possible. You think that it's so much bigger than you or you don't have power. But like Valentina said, like, anything you do is probably bigger than what you think. Yeah, than doing nothing. Than doing nothing. I agree. I agree. Um, I want to kind of bring up these two issues that you guys kind of made me kind of think about more right now. So, lately, there's been a lot of... um, there's been the um, conversations about the Urgu Muslims in China. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's not enough conversation. There's not enough media. There's n- no, let me explain this. There's no media. Okay, so in terms of the Urgu Muslims in China, um, I kind of want to bring light to that because we're not talking about it. Um, I will continue to share it on my social media because it is something that is very huge to me. I don't think... Um, I don't think issues that specifically affect um, Muslim people are very get the coverage or get the um, outcry that they deserve. And I'm sorry to say this, but like I really don't, and it's such a sensitive thing to say, but it's true. Like there's there's no outcry. I don't I don't hear people talking about it. And when I'm when I'm telling people about it, they're they're like, oh, I didn't know this. And it's the reason they didn't know this is because no one cares enough to learn about it or educate themselves. And it's very hurtful to me as a person. And like, that's when I say I need to advocate for myself as well and like take a break and take care of my own mental health um, before I can go out and like help those organizations. And, you know, like I will continue to talk about them, but I think there needs to be more conversations around it. And like, that's personally for me, like that's my advocacy is teaching people and educating them on issues like these that aren't publicized, that aren't um, talked about in these circles and these conversations. And, you know, like these people are, it's, it's a genocide, you know, let's, let's be real. It's a genocide happening over there. And it's, it's it's slavery. It's disgusting and it's horrible and there's nothing being done about it. And we're just letting it slide and we're acting like every day is okay. And I think, you know, like, I understand we all have lives to go through, but it's also important to think about those people and to think about what they're going through. As we've learned in history, we can't just continue to let things like this go by. We can't continue to let injustices just happen. And it's time to advocate and it's time to wake up and realize that what's happening in another world isn't completely different than what's happening in our own minds. And we need to learn how to not differentiate the two. For the American media to be passive in a genocide happening in 2020 is not an accident. Any media. Because we all know that the big industries are feeding from this. We all know that. The, like, the fashion industry is feeding so much, and that's so helpful for the economy. We're all buying this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not helpful for any government. Any um so yeah that was about it i just needed to to get my piece out there um Fallon, you can no, no thank you for sharing about like yeah. that because everyone has like an issue that's really important to them and like in everyone's issues 
probably are based on their experiences. Like I, so being um, a special educator, I am like an everyday, I'm like tasked to be an advocate for children with special needs. I, you know, went to private school, then public school. I didn't know that much about how schools get funding. So something that I think more people, I wish they realized because a lot of people think that the American um, school system is just like a one for all type of thing. Schools get funding based on housing tax. So if you live in an area where your housing tax are very high, then your school is going to get more funding than if you live in an area where people primarily rent or have low housing tax. That is not a coincidence. That is systematic oppression that is happening. And it's not like a coincidence that we have a school to prison pipeline going on in America right now. I have worked in schools that are predominantly white, middle-class, two-parent households. And I've worked in schools where there's single parents, where it's majority Black or Latino English language learners, people that um, don't have advocates for them. And the lack of funding and the lack of education is deplorable. And I wish that more people would realize that like, by educating our children, we could actually make a difference in our future. So that's something that I really want to advocate for is um, education and the inequalities in America for our education for our next generation of children. That's awesome. Um, So I feel like we touched upon a lot of topics and we really like had a lot to say about these things. And um, these things are very uncomfortable sometimes to hear if you're not um, well versed or as Fallon would say, well educated on the topic. But I think they're so important to have. And there's one thing that I feel like we all connect on as an issue, like all of us like right now in our friend group and I have such a diverse group of friends which is really like amazing and it's so cool because you get to hear different perspectives and different experiences and I think that's really like I think it's made me a better person to be friends with the people that I'm with it's made me a better person and it's made me a better advocate for myself and for others Um, I hope everyone listening has their own circle of friends or at least one friend that they can talk to about these conversations Um, because they need to be had and if you're not having them with your friends then who can you have them with Um, like I said the one topic that connects all of us is feminism and that is a huge thing for us and like um, Nicole was saying before like feminism isn't just for females it is (laughs) the idea of equality for all and that is so important and I think we need to talk about that a little more Hi guys, we just took a little a little break because um, we all needed to get our brains together. Um, so we want to talk about, like I said, we talked about how feminism links all of us and we're very passionate about this issue. Um, and specifically, not just, people think feminism and they hear the word that like there's femme in feminism, they think it's only for females, it's only for women. But as Nicole said, like I said before, feminism is the equality of the sexes. So I think that's really important to bring up and bring up the male counterparts because, you know, there there's sometimes where men don't tend to think about feminism as being an advocate for them. Um, And we kind of want to touch upon that fact because I do have a male audience and I think it's important to also reach out to them and kind of, you know, make sure that 
we're they know we're hearing them and we're listening and you know the feminists of the world we're listening and we're hearing and we're there um in society you know society's distorted in many things but you know in feminism we can all agree on one thing um feminists should be advocates for men exactly yeah. feminists should be advocate for for men um so valentina is actually gonna um offer this statistic which i think is really important um so i'll pass over to I was mentioning to them earlier today that I saw a post on, online saying, in quotes, men don't cry. And I closed the quote and it said, but men commit suicide five times more than women. So I think that's really something that it is stayed in my mind a lot because men are in race to express this, their feelings. And that's why... They're, they're seen as weak when it's the total opposite, when they should express their feelings and they should be free to cry on the street like just like a woman is free to do it and not be judged and not be thought as someone weak. But I would like to pass it over to Nicole because I know she's very passionate about feminism. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I agree with you guys, though. It's a huge societal norm that men are supposed to be this masculine thing, that they can't feel emotions or express the emotions like women can. And on the other side of that, like women also have these social norms that we're overdramatic or crazy or, you know, like so sensitive and, and that's the way we are. I think like society has all these standards and these things that we're supposed to be that really need to be reevaluated by all. And I think it's a topic we should talk about more. And since we're on feminism, um, I honestly think this is a topic that's not talked about enough. And I think that like, Everyone really should educate themselves, man, woman, whoever, on, you know, like what it is to be a feminist and what the word actually means. Because so many people get so afraid of it. They get they get scared. They're, they're like, that means women want to be more than men or they want to be in control or they this or that. But it's not. It just means that we want equality for everyone, like we've been saying. And, you know, like men and women should support each other. We should, when it comes down to it, race, gender, whatever, we should all be each other's allies because we're all people at the end of the day. I think that's so important. Um, we are all people at the end of the day and we should be each other's advocates. Um, like she was saying, um, that the fact that people don't really understand the term feminist or feminism, um, and that stems from a societal um, construction of what feminism means and I think that's really important to address because when there was the feminism movement um, you know it was primarily a lot of women and I feel like that's the image that many of us get in our head um, is that this is for women only like this isn't for men so I think that we need to start like thinking about feminism as both women and men and just because you see pictures during the feminism movement of just women marching and whatever, I think we need to stop, we need to start breaking that picture down and thinking about it as these women were advocating for the equal rights of men and women. And even if there were men, women in those pictures, it doesn't necessarily mean that they weren't advocating for both sexes, both genders. Um, again, I, I just want to include everyone in this. So the fact that feminism is for everyone and it's for equal rights and that is what we ask for, and that is what we need, and we need to talk about it in those terms. 
I want to say something. I want to say that also as as women, as being as a stereotypical being compassionate, we also care about any the the whole LGBTQ plus community. Not non-binary, gender fluid, gender fluid, mm-hmm. anyone. We we are feminism is about everyone, every single person, every single identity. um well thank you for listening to today's topic i know it was very deep and it might have been uncomfortable for some of you guys but at least we helped and not complete that's for sure and not complete there's a lot more to talk there's a lot more to talk about there's a lot of learning there's a lot of doing um you know we're continuing to continuing to grow like all of us here we're in our early 20s so we aren't done growing. We aren't done learning. Anything that we say on this podcast, again, is from our experiences and everyone's experience is different. But I hope you've learned from this. I hope you've educated yourself or you helped educate someone else. I hope this was helpful. Um, and I hope you guys tune in next Tuesday to Chai Time with Shay. Um, we might have another guest on here and we might be talking about some fun stuff. I don't want to reveal too much. You got to stay tuned for my Instagram (laughs) story um, to really see what the topic is going to be about. Hope you guys had fun. Thank you so much and goodbye, darlings.